This is the Domestic Files. afternoon ladies and gentlemen we are back yeah (laughs) eighth episode today yeah i can't believe it's the eighth episode i was like hang on are you sure we have recorded seven she's like um yeah i'm like wait no i know it doesn't feel like it's been eight episodes it's crazy i started thinking i'm like wait did we record seven episodes already yeah yeah we haven't recorded in a little bit it's been like what a couple of three weeks that's a secret like that, right that is a secret julie <laughs> secrets why <laughs> well no it's it's you know one of those things like we did some I gardening can cut this out. i we can had, cut it we out we had things it's to fine. do that's all we were busy okay You're busy busy right welcome everybody thank you for tuning in today we are going to be having a oh it's not a fun case no it's not no. It's not. It's something that has to be brought to the light. I think it's such an important case. Yeah. I, I can't wait to dive into it. But how are you doing today? I am good. I am here. I am alive. It is Friday. It is Friday again. Yeah. And I am so happy that it is Friday. I mm-hmm. earned this Friday. I know you sent me two TGIFs today. I did? Yeah. That's how I feel today. <laughs> yeah. That is just how I am in rare form today, yeah. if you haven't noticed. Yeah. And we have our Instagram. <laughs> oh, up. yeah. Oh, what is that? We got to get the Instagram. It is the Demented Files. Literally, all you need to yeah. type in is the Demented Files. Yeah. At the Demented Files for Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Right. And That's it pops handle. up. It's a black and orange picture mm-hmm, of a tunnel a creepy ass tunnel creepy creepy tunnel and that is us go follow us on instagram yeah i took that picture like i went to, She's great. A, to a place and i actually it's a terrifying place it's terrifying oh, where we'll that where that tunnel this. is yeah i'm gonna have to tell you where it is yeah you will <laughs> <laughs> so yeah let's get into it i guess we ain't got nothing else to no, discuss. No, we don't. We right? don't. We we're don't. just, you know, now we can announce, yeah, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. And we got our Instagram. We're keeping it pretty simple right now. Just uh, just trying to get out there yes, first. Yes, putting it out there. Mm-hmm. We're getting our, our uh, social medias little by little. Little by little. Yeah, we don't want to get too obstructed and too overwhelmed with all these like, Elon Musk has Twitter now. Oh my God! We might just, have to. Uh, we might passwords. Have to, we might have to make a Twitter. Yeah, we can make a Twitter. Elon Musk has Twitter now. I like Elon. You you do? Yeah, I don't mind him. I don't. I don't mind the billionaires doing all the the space stuff. They're still like soulless billionaires. I feel so. like he's our future. You think so? I don't think he's soulless. I think Bezos is soulless. Yeah, he's soulless. Elon has done a lot for people. Has he? Yeah. I don't know. He's you not. Think of a billionaire. I just think of like a man. selfish prick. Not selfish. They're weird. They're, they're oh, seen some he's shit. He's definitely they're weird. I mean, did you see what shit. he named his kid? It was like... Yeah, they got all kinds of... <laughs> I feel like they've signed a A-E-I-O-U. lot of... A-E-I-O-U. <laughs> they signed a lot of those... Um, What are those called? NDAs? Yeah, a lot of yeah. NDAs. They know a lot. Yeah. They know a lot. So. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Today, we're going to be discussing the case of uh, the Turpin children. The Turpin oh, case. My. Okay. And I'm going to try to keep everything to like 40 minutes 
hopefully yes. hopefully it's not too long but you know it, if a, it is it's, it's whatever a, it's a deep case, it's a deep though, case it's so. a deep case a lot to discuss today right i'm gonna be flipping my shit this yeah whole. yeah you're gonna be i think you're gonna be like interrupting me you're gonna be telling me like listen <laughs> sorry i need advance. to talk i need to get my my few sentences out because right. this is bs today yeah <laughs> For sure. I'm going to get you riled up. Yeah. That's not hard. <laughs> no. <laughs> Basically, on January 2018, around 5.49 a.m., a 17-year-old escapes a house in a suburban neighborhood in Paris, California. So a 17-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. She calls 911 out of out of service phone. So it's like a deactivated phone mm-hmm. that she just... I think she took it from like her brother or somebody had mm-hmm. it, but it was deactivated. Nobody mm-hmm. used it. Nobody knew about it. Mm-hmm. Her first words to the 911 dispatcher are, um, hello, I just run away from home because I live in a family of 15 and we have abusing parents. And through the call, she keeps saying, um, like she's anxious and scared, maybe looking around like her surroundings for anyone following her. You can hear the fear in her voice. She keeps asking if the dispatcher hears her. The dispatcher asks her, how do they abuse you? The girl begins to explain that her parents hit the kids. They throw them across the room. They pull their hair. They yank out their hair. She continues and says, my two little sisters right now are chained up. Mm. Once they ask for her name, she says, my name is Jordan Turpin. And that's just like... It's so much right there and then like this girl is standing there. You could watch a documentary on it and they have all the like the, mm. the footage and then they have the uh, the call. The call. You could just hear how terrified this girl is oh. and like how much she just wants to burst out and say but she doesn't even know how right. to even begin. She's just sitting there like, can you hear me? Right. Can you hear me? Because she needs somebody to hear her. To validate. is that. That's it. Right. Nothing else. We're going to go into her parents first and then kind of dive into the rest of their story okay. as we go. So I just wanna wanted to put that out there that how she ran away, okay. you know, at the beginning. So both David and Louise are their parents of the, of the Turpin children. They're both natives of Mercer County in southern West Virginia. They attended the same high school, but David is actually seven years older than Louise. So Louise Turpin was born May 24th, 1968 and came from a very religious family. Oh, God. Here we go again. Yeah, yeah. You know Here where it is going. going. Listen, I knew it, I knew it was going to be bad as soon as you said they were from West Virginia. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. West Virginia. Jeez. Mountain mama. That's all you needed to know. Yeah. I wondered why they looked uh, related. But moving uh, on. Well, I don't know about <laughs> that. But yeah, yeah, I mean, you never know. You never know. There's the stereotypes and everything. Who knows? But yeah, that I saw that too. And it's just like, he was born May 24, 1968. And he came from a, well, no, she came from a very religious family. Mm-hmm. I keep I keep thinking Louise is a man for mm-hmm. some reason. She was born May 24, 1968, came from a very religious family. She had five siblings. And according to her sister, Elizabeth Flores, the household did endure abuse and trauma. Mm. Another sister, Teresa Robinette, did also confirm these allegations by stating that their mother sold them to a rich pedophile. <gasps> there was also allegations that their grandfather also abused them. So who knows if oh. it was the grandfather who was the pedophile? I think that might have there might have been something there. Right. So she would, I guess, give her daughters up to her grandfather for money. When the girls would beg their mother to stop taking them to this pedophile she would try to make sense of it by telling them she had to find a way to clothe and feed them louise's parents died in 2016 she didn't attend either of their funerals i wouldn't have either yeah 
David Turpin was born October 17, 1961, and, it seemed, and he seemed to have a regular childhood. I couldn't really find much on him other than he was known for being a smart and nerdy kid, graduated from Virginia Tech University with a degree in engineering. He worked in high-level positions at Lockheed Martin and General Dynamics and apparently retired around 2012. I was mm-hmm. going to say 2022. 2012. They're from that area, so who knows? Right. I don't know when you go back to that. Right. <laughs> when Louise and David started, Louise and David started dating. She was sixteen, and he was twenty-three. Oh God! And her mother knew about the relationship, but they act, they all kept it hidden from her father. David apparently was able to sign her out of school one day, and they ran away to Texas, where they eloped. Louise's parents filed a police report, and they ended up returning back home. Her parents surprisingly were not against the nuptials. They just wanted it to be done the right way, quote unquote, because Louise's father was a preacher. So they did get married with her parents' approval in Princeton, West Virginia in 1985. And religion-wise, they considered themselves Pentecostal Christians. I'm so confused right now. So it is okay to give you... I can give you to granddaddy. Oh, God. But I can't give you to a man without permission. It needs to be done right. Oh, right. So daddy... Ew. Of Luis couldn't find out that Ew. she was dating somebody because it would be a problem, but mommy could be giving Luis to granddaddy. Oh, God. What kind of fucking shit is that? That's just nauseating to think about. But it's like, where's the logic in that? There isn't any. It's, we could keep it in the family, but Ugh. but God forbid Ugh, God. we bring it outside of this circle. It is just blasphemy. Yeah, it's blasphemy. It's like, what the fuck? Oh, Whatever. my God. All right, continue. Okay. They done pissed me off already. All right. <laughs> <laughs> they started having children around 1988, so Louise and, da- and Louise and David, because they felt that God had called on to them to do so. They had 13 children between 1988 and 2015. When the Turpins were in their prime, they were very, very successful, wealthy due to David's career. They would even fly family out to visit them every year. They loved taking trips to Disneyland and Las Vegas, especially to renew their nuptials. I think they did that like three times. In 1998, they ended up going bankrupt and they started acting strange. All of a sudden, like their family started noticing they were being weird. They started breaking contact with the family members, no longer allowing family to even see the children, even in pictures, because family started asking them, you know, why do the kids look a bit small and everything? They were like, they're pale, they're little. So now no one could see the kids when they cut off visual contact. And they also started to homeschool the children, homeschool, quote unquote. In 2000, they had moved the whole family, the two of them and eight children from Fort Worth, Texas to Rio Vista, where there was only about 656 people in that town at that time. Hmm. Tiny, remote, completely Mm -hmm. remote. So the neighbors were few and far apart. They lived there for about a decade. And by the time they left this town, they had 12 kids. Since being in Fort Worth, when things started to get a bit weird, the kids were held in a very military-type environment where they all dressed the same, talked only when spoken to, had to walk in lines. They were only allowed to bathe once a year. What? And if they washed their hands, they could only do so up to their wrist or they were punished. Everyone was basically nocturnal. They were up all night and slept all day. And she, I think she provided them, like, journals, but that's all they could have. They were under these strict, freaking dumbass, backward-ass rules. And I don't understand why. So it sounds like the that that bankruptcy just was like a U-turn for the family. Like, it sounds like everything was good. Yeah. But it's like, how do you go from, like, being okay and everything going well and, you know, you're being good parents from what it seems like to going bankrupt yeah. and then 
moving and deciding to have five more kids even though you just filed for bankruptcy right. and abusing the ones you already have like i i there's just no logic in this it, already it made it made no sense i think there was there was definitely some kind of trigger there something happened because w- when you watch the documentaries the girls do speak of they have really old memories like some of their first memories of of their parents fighting and like their parent their father like punching walls things like that mm. so this was back still in fort worth like mm-hmm. you know before they even moved to where everything just went to even more shit. They already lived in all kinds of fucked up environments mm-hmm. in Fort Worth. I, I really, nobody can kind of comprehend what the hell these parents were doing. What happened? And they were trying to live a lot of their life based on like the Bible and stuff. You know how that goes because they were religious. So yeah. if things could have been uncovered there, it would have been so great. And it almost happened too. The oldest daughter was able to escape and run down the road, but a neighbor saw her and because of her malnourishment and lack of education, the neighbor thought she was mentally challenged and had run away by accident. So they returned her back to her parents. Aww. The Turpins then tried to play it off and would allow their kids to go outside and play for a while. Till it all died down and they started to keep them inside again. Ten of the kids were actually kept locked up in a trailer on the property. And they would drop them off half-assed groceries once a week. Not nearly enough to feed ten children. Left them to fend for themselves while they took the two youngest kids with them you know, into their house, also leaving the property altogether at times to go on for a lack of better word, vacation. They literally went and just explored the world, did all kinds of things. Well, they literally, like, I can't imagine. It's Texas too. Right, hot. Sheesh. I know. Oh, Weird spiders and scorpions and shit. Lizards, snakes. You're just leaving all your little kids there by themselves. What the hell's wrong? How do you you, Yeah. How do you enjoy yourself? You had this baby in your stomach yeah like you nursed this child when it came out like how do you not i don't get it that is crazy it's like i'm i'm the wall now like you're trying to put these thoughts through my head trying to make sense it's not gonna make sense right it ain't making sense jordan turpin was six years old at the time when this all was happening and she said the starvation they went through was awful having no choice but to eat ketchup mustard ice leaves or grass oh my It seemed they started getting a bit paranoid that neighbors were starting to suspect something. So like David and Louise Mm -hmm. started getting a little paranoid. Mm -hmm. So they decided to move far away to California. They decided to move the family to Paris, California in 2014. At this residence, they still kept up with their weird behavior, homeschooling the kids, quote unquote again, and sleeping all day, staying up all night. It was a way to keep the kids as sheltered as possible and neighbors wouldn't be able to see the abuse and neglect they were making the kids go through. It's... Even more surprising that neighbors do remember seeing the kids sometimes and they would say how pale and small they were and would see them scavenging in bins, more than likely looking for food. And it's like, why would they not report that? The family was known as the vampire family because they were nocturnal. And I'm assuming when they saw these kids digging through bins, it was at nighttime because people go on at night. So you see your neighbors sometimes, Mm -hmm. right? When do you fucking say anything? Right. I feel like I would say something. I would. I would. Who wouldn't? It's a child digging in a garbage bin. Yeah, like, why is your kid even, like, knocking at the door? Like, your kids... And then now I feel, you know, knowing this, would I even do that, though? Knowing that the kids might get in trouble because they were looking for food. And then I told on them, and now they're getting punished. You know what I mean? But then what if you don't? It's like, you know, like, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, like, you gotta gotta call the cops and do, like, a welfare check. That's all you can really do because you get involved yourself and something might go wrong dcf is like useless these days so oh boy dot 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 on that one (laughs) back to jordan turpin 17 years old 
She had just escaped out of the house. So we're back at the beginning again. She has gotten her hands on an old phone that can only make emergency calls. And with every fiber in her being, as she can barely hold the phone because she is shaking so much, she finally gets a hold of 911 and begins to tell the horrors that her and her siblings have been enduring their whole lives. She had never spoken to anyone on the phone in her whole life. And at this moment, is terrified and trying to explain to the dispatcher what is going on. And the dispatcher wants to know her address as that's one of the first questions they ask when you call the emergency line. Mm-hmm. But she has no idea what street she's on. She states, you have to give me a minute. It's going to take a while. I've never been out. They track her location from the GPS on the phone she's using and send out a request for a police officer. While she's waiting for the police, she's in the road because she didn't even know what a sidewalk was. Wow. As she keeps waiting, she's trying to recite the address that she has on like an envelope, I guess, that they just kind of snuck out of the house that she's carrying with her. But she starts reading off a chain of numbers. So the dispatcher tells her that those are probably just her zip. It's her zip code. And she keeps looking for the address and eventually is able to give the correct information. But as she anxiously is waiting, as the dispatcher tells her to wait by the stop sign so the cop can see her, she just wants to keep moving, keep running. She knew if her parents were looking out a window and saw her, that was oh, it. They wouldn't care that they were that there were cops there or anything. She believes they would just kill her right there. So it was like now or never. Like, right. and you need to hurry up. The dispatcher's like, oh, the cop is 14 minutes away. Fuck. So she's sitting there like those 14 minutes feel like an eternity. Right. Of course. Oh my god, I can't imagine. You're just counting down so the she seconds. Do? Did she keep moving? No, she just she stood there. And the parents were looking at her. No, no, the parents were in the house. They're nocturnal. So they were probably still sleeping. So who was looking out the window? You said somebody was looking out the window. No, she she was paranoid that they were looking out the window. Oh. Yeah. There was no, They. I don't think they were. They. I don't think they knew that she was gone. Oh, man. Yeah. But she was paranoid. She's like, right. they, they might know already. So that's why you need to get this cop over here right. now because I might be in a lot of danger. Right. To make sure that the call didn't drop, uh, since it was an out-of-service phone, the dispatcher keeps asking her questions. Jordan is able to tell her that they live in filth and she hasn't had a bath in a year. The parents have spoken about having a gun in the house. Their mother spends no time with them and she doesn't like them. She begins to list off the names of her siblings, which were redacted, but in all there's 13 kids from the age of 2 to 29. Seven of them were already adults between the ages of 18 and 29. So that's, that's crazy. insane. You don't, you don't hear about that. No. Like they're completely codependent because their parents are forcing them to. Right. And now almost 30, you have no work history, Nothing. no resume. Your Nothing name you. rings bells. No experience for anything. Anything. Nothing. They didn't even know what the street was. Right. It's crazy. Jesus, that is so sad. It's frustrating. It's frustrating how this Those went on for this poor long. poor babies. I know. Oh, my God. As time keeps going by and she's providing this information to the dispatcher, the deputy finally arrives. His name is Anthony Kalachi. And now she's tasked with speaking to a person other than anyone in her own family, which she has never done before. And she is terrified. She's so scared. <sighs> He's tall, serious demeanor, and is asking for proof of her claims. Right? Because it's like, you've got any pictures of that? Because she's explaining how her sisters are chained up to their bed uh, since they stole some of mother's food. And she's ready for it. She says, yes, I have proof. So once showing the pictures to the deputy, he tells her to save the pictures. And if she can get in the back of his patrol car to keep her safe. She's asked if she is on any medication or is injured and has no idea what these words even mean. Jordan adds that one of her brothers is also chained up. So... Wow. Imagine being that police officer. Like, that has to feel unreal. Like, are you trolling me right now? Yeah. Like, I would just feel like this is just a joke. Like, this person is 
playing a prank. Like, imagine seeing a 17-year-old. Yeah. That, I just, wow. And it's it sucks wow. because it's like he has to ask for that proof. Of course. But it's like, imagine she didn't have that. Right. She might have just been returned. Like, that was his whole thing, too, with this, with this uh, deputy. He was like, this was going to be the last call of my shift. This happens all the time. I figured it was going to be something where I could just reunite the parent to the kid or the mm-hmm. kid to the parent. He and thought wrong. he did not know what he was getting himself nope, into. You thought wrong. And I'm glad he, he wasn't lazy about it. Because he could have been. He could have been. Like, fuck it. I'm supposed to be off now. Yeah. Like, it's like, now I'm off the clock. No. You're going back home. Thank God he didn't. Yeah, exactly. The deputy asked for backup. And in less than two hours, they're at the front door of the Turpin house trying to get some answers. They go up to the front door and say they're doing a welfare check. They knock for over two minutes with no answer. And then finally, here comes David and Louise opening up the door, acting surprised. The deputies don't need a search warrant to enter the house on a welfare check. And what they start uncovering is beyond. Filth, chains on bunk beds, hordes of trash all over the house. You can't even walk in certain rooms. They were able to take the kids to the hospital and find out how bad their situation was. They found out the kids had difficulty walking because they were so emaciated. They were caked with dirt. There was heart damage from a lack of nutrients. Nerve damage, stunted growth, with an example of a preteen whose arm was the size of a four and a half month old baby's. The oldest child, 29 years old, was only 82 pounds. The way they spoke was also stunted and socialization skills were lacking due to so much isolation. Broken. Broken children. I literally by their own kill parents. these people right now. Oh, dude, you like, have no idea. Like, I want to fucking kill yeah. them. How do you do that to your own children? Right. And how, why do you have so many if you hate if them you so much? Hate, why do you keep why? fucking? Why? Oh, God. I want to fucking kill them. You want to talk about punchable fucking wanna, faces. I've seen their fucking... Ooh. I've seen the haircuts. Oh, my God. That fucking stupid-ass haircut he and got. And their deep-set fucking socket eyes. Their stupid, mm. dark... You could see... And she's smirking in that damn picture. I want to punch her in her in goddamn her mug face. Shot? We should go fucking punch her. <laughs> I want to knock her fucking teeth out. Start up punch uh, Louise Turpin <laughs> petition. Oh, Put fuck. her mouth on the fucking curb and Ooh, just kick the back of her fucking damn. head. Just bust her whole... I'm so hateful right now. Raquel is lit today. <laughs> I am fucking pissed. These poor yeah, yeah, it's fucking bad. It's children. Bad. It's bad. And even the 29-year-old. That is a child. Right. It, she's a child. Yeah. 82 pounds. No, you no 29-year-old should be 80, 82 pounds. Them. I think like nowadays, probably an My 8-year-old son. is 82 pounds, right? My son. Yeah. The big one is 80 pounds yeah and, <laughs> and he, my son yeah. just turned 10 yeah the no. beginning of this month mm-hmm. by the way and mm-hmm. he is 80 pounds yeah that's that's a healthy weight Fuck. for a child not for a 29 year old god jesus i know i'm pissed right now i know <laughs> what we you know we gotta calm down let's calm down let's breathe it out let me use my coping skills i know let's use <laughs> so our bad. our our work working coping skills What's to that? not punch anybody wait you remember the grinch <laughs> where they said where he was in yoga that day oh and- <laughs> remember that one all right we'll put that we'll put that on our instagram okay you're gonna have to remind me i have no idea what you're talking about i'll show you later okay all right okay back to this horrendous story 
Jordan's older sister Jennifer, who was the oldest child, 29 at the time of the rescue, is able to be interviewed later on as well and she explains the horrors that she went through from still being in school as a little kid and no one wanting to be her friend because she was so filthy with and dirty and uh, her clothes were dirty. She believed she probably smelled really bad. Her parents based a lot of their punishments on the Bible so it was a very strict household where she feared any little thing she did she would get beat until she bled. Mm. The parents had also made cages to keep the kids in so like kind of like crates for dogs yeah and uh if they felt that the kids were misbehaving and dishonoring thy mother and father as they wanted to be called and so yeah they would put them in these crates they would also make jennifer punish her siblings and make sure they were in the cages if the parents deemed it necessary or else she'd be put in the cage one of the most despicable things these parents did was how they would pretend that their family was normal and happy and healthy they loved vegas and disneyland and would take the kids on these trips there are photos of these trips have you seen these photos they're haunting i have not they look like normal pictures, except for the fact that the kids are very skinny and small. You think they were super young children, but some of them, like we discussed, were already 18, 19 years old, but they literally look like 10, 11 year olds. Then as soon as these trips were over, they were back in that hellhole of a house, hellhole of a house, you know, well, houses, because there were three houses that they lived in throughout their whole lifetime. And they would go back to wearing their old, filthy, unwashed clothes. And you see them in these pictures, they're all like, well coordinated everybody's wearing like these cute outfits and pinks and blues and purples and dresses and dress shoes and it just and you wouldn't think there's really yeah you wouldn't think there was anything wrong because they they had filled the kids brains with so much misinformation and the kids didn't know any better because they didn't see any other families to compare it to you know mm-hmm. i think they always had an issue with money because as you remember they were bankrupt around 1998 once they were in california This issue only got worse, but also even more depraved. They bought nice cars and had custom license plates that said DL forever. So basically Dave, David and Louise forever, which is just fucking gross. Fuck them. And Louise also had an obsession with buying kids items like toys, games, and even kids clothes. Guess what? These items were for her to hoard to herself. The kids couldn't go near these brand new items. She was racking up thousands of dollars in credit card debt and then they filed for bankruptcy again and the kids again suffered immensely right she's the one fucking up she's the one buying all this shit that she doesn't even need not sharing it with her kids taunting her kids with games and clean clothes and guess what oh it's the kids fault that you know we're broke again so they're the ones who got to suffer kids are limited to eating mostly bread and peanut butter while they ate better things they were still eating shit but a lot more variety of food you know they had any food they wanted they they went and got out out and got it the fridge was full of food. Even if it was junk food, it was full of food, but they would not share it with their kids. That's terrible. They would let the kids know that they couldn't have any of their food because it would be considered stealing. Like, what? That doesn't even make any sense. What do you mean stealing? Stealing from who? Somebody should have poisoned them. Yeah. The kids were too innocent. They didn't know any better. <sighs> And the kids, as limited as everything was around them, they learned how to survive. When the parents left the house, they were able to hide some items of food in their bed. The older siblings were given cell phones, you know, so the parents could call them and make sure everything was still as is and bark orders to them. So they would sometimes use the phones to watch videos and simple things like opening up a window to sneak a breath of fresh air. They could only do that when the parents were out of the house. They were trying to teach each other how to speak 
to read because even though it was on paper that they were being homeschooled, it was a fake school. It was just something their parents did to make it easier for them to hide all the horrendous shit they were doing. And Jordan was caught watching videos on a phone and she was strangled by her mother. And she had recurring nightmares after this of her mother trying to strangle her and kill her after that. Like, can't do shit. Right. Can't do shit. And I'm I surprised they gave her, get it. they gave them phones. Yeah, I think it was like two phones or something. Like, so the older ones, because they're like, what, 28, right. 29. So they're right. older, even though they're like the size of a 10 year old. Yeah. They, were, they still knew because it's like they knew what they were doing. Right. They knew who to do this with. Right. You know, they had conditioned them. since. Oh, yeah. A, they were so they knew conditioned. nothing else. Exactly. Yeah, so then the most random person that comes into this story to give the, to give these girls courage to seek a better life. Guess who it is? Who? Justin Bieber. No. They love JB. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were kidding. <laughs> no. Oh, JB's my God. JB's finally a good guy. <laughs> they were believers? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, it's the sweetest thing. He's yeah. the sweetest. They would sneak and watch his music videos, and Jordan started secretly recording herself singing and posting it online. So, like, they just got, like, all this courage from right. watching his videos. They, yeah. like, they were like, oh, my God, look, like, there's right. so much more out there. And right. it just, it gave them hope. Yeah. Which is amazing. Viewers would message her asking why she was always inside. And uh, she told them her story and how she wasn't allowed to go outside. And she got some peace knowing that people outside of the home agreed with her. She needed to get the police involved. The scenario wasn't right. Her and her siblings were planning an escape for almost two years, but they were just so scared. And Jordan and her sister Jennifer finally had the courage to take the leap after they found out their parents were planning to make another big move, this time to Oklahoma. Jordan and Jennifer figured it was now or never as they braved their plan to escape. They were wow. like, some of them would have died if they would have moved to Thank Oklahoma. Thank God that they were able to connect with people online and they were able to like tell them that this is not normal and that they listened to that. Right. I feel like if they didn't have these phones, they may have not ever gotten yeah. out. Yeah. Because it sounds like they listened to, they listened to the people right. online. Yeah. You got some courage. Like they knew it was wrong, but it was like, I have what nobody. Do I do? Yeah. I don't have nobody to talk right. to. Like, because you know, when you have, when you're dealing with something out in the real world, like you call a friend, you're like, Hey, what do you think about this? Right. You can kind of get an Am opinion. Am I being reasonable? Yeah. Right. They didn't, they never got that. Because they were, there was so much fear installed in them that they didn't right. know whether what they yeah. knew it was that, that it didn't feel good. Right. But they probably didn't really know that other people didn't right. go through this. Right. And it comes down where it's like, it's my mother, it's my father. They've been trained to be guilty just for being alive, basically. For opening a fucking window. Yeah. For literally stealing food Ugh. because they're not being fed. It's fucking disgusting. Mm -mm. David and Louise were both given all the same charges. 12 counts of torture, 12 counts of false imprisonment, 7 counts of abuse of a dependent adult, and 6 counts of child abuse. David received an additional charge of a lewd act on a child under 14. David was also charged with perjury for falsifying documents that stated that they were homeschooling the children and he was the principal of the school and saying that Luis was a teacher. Wait, so Fuck where did off. the lewd act come from? I don't know what happened there. It seems to be like a like a closed file. You can't really find anything on it. Like the Turpin case is really, really like locked up. So who knows? And who knows what he did? They, it, it, there doesn't seem to be any information that I found. If somebody mm -hmm. finds it, please let me know. Yeah. Because, I mean, not that I want to know because it's already I feel like there's gross. so many other charges they could have got. <laughs> like, <laughs> they got it every fucking charge. They could have. I feel like there's so many other things they mm -hmm. could have gotten. Yeah, for sure. 
They both, of course, these fucking people. They both did plead not guilty at first, but then changed it to guilty, specifically to one count of torture, three counts of willful child cruelty, four counts of false imprisonment, and six counts of cruelty to an adult dependent. They have both been sentenced in April 2019 to life in prison with the possibility of parole in 25 years, although their crimes are so severe that they don't think they'll ever grant them parole and they'll live all their remaining days in prison. He's about 60 now, 57 at the time of sentencing, and she's 53, so she was 50 in 2019. He'll be 82 and she'll be around 75 and hopefully don't get to see the light of day so they can feel the immense anguish that their children must have felt. They should starve them. In right? that prison. I really hope that they're not in protective custody. I Ugh. hope they're in general population. Yeah. yeah. I hope that they are tearing their asses up in there. And you know what? They were all like, oh, DL forever. I'm so glad they fucking separated them. Because yeah. that was their whole thing. They loved each other so much. Fuck them. They could be separated. And you just forever. loved creating these kids that you didn't even forever. take care of. Separate them. Yeah, right. I hate them. I okay. hope he's in it's there not. getting anally raped. Ooh, ouchies. That's not good. Well, you know what? A lot of bad things happen to... uh bad people who do bad things to children children in yep. prison so. <clears throat> and the women don't like women that that uh, that do things right to because children. a lot of a lot of women are in there like missing their own kids right they're in there like yeah what the fuck did you just do she's probably getting her ass whooped who knows rightfully yeah hopefully sure she's getting what she deserves yeah he's probably yeah he probably got a he probably got his head shaved and somewhere. he got the bang he got the they just left <laughs> his bangs <laughs> yeah. the rest of his head is bald <laughs> He does the Bieber head move. Yeah. You know when Bieber used to move his bangs across his head? Yeah, I remember that. Like the emo kids in yeah. middle school. Oh, Jesus. This is really sad, though. It is. It really is. Louise and David, anyways, they had crocodile tears in court. And oh, Louise is quoted, she loves her children and misses them so much. BS if you ask me. You had all the children with you, didn't let them even do the natural things that life provides you, such as growing up. Even the one child she allowed to go to college, she would take him to classes, wait for him, and take him back, but eventually just had him drop out anyways. They would tease the kids with food, eat in front of them, leave food on the kitchen counters, punish the kids for even getting near, like, the food. They could only smell it and never touch it it's disgusting they're despicable so i see pictures of them crying and acting like they have remorse how many times in their life did they have the chance to turn things around right 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 so it just makes absolutely and no you sense. continue to have kids after you hated the first ones that y'all created yeah yeah and they started since the little one right yeah since the first one when she was little oh, it this is god it makes absolutely no sense what kind of pl- what kind of god's plan is this right if god called on you to have all these children did he call on you to have they messed up children what contradicted themselves it makes absolutely no sense yeah you no believe sense. in the bible but here you are abuse the worst forms of abuse like multiple fucking forms of mm-hmm. abuse like you took these people's lives away from them let's be realistic they're never gonna have a real life no, no they're never gonna not. have a real life some of them i feel like it's there's just too much underdevelopment to yeah to kind of fast track right you know right and and all of a sudden they're like gonna be normal that's not gonna happen no no not for a long time oh my goodness that is just so sad i could never no it makes absolute how i just can't even understand that i can't do that to an ant right i feel bad killing an ant 
You know, right. how do you do this to your own children? Right, I get pissed off at my boyfriend when he forgets to feed the cats. I'm like, right. what the hell? You didn't feed the cats. <laughs> and You're going to die. Right. And it's like my cats are looking at me and they're oh, hungry. And I'm like, no. you fucking See? starved That's them. sympathy. Yeah. Right. It's sympathy. They didn't have any of and that. And you did that to your children. To your children. Oh. They're punchable. Yeah. For real. Oh, For no, real. no, 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 no. Punchable. <laughs> no, that was Tiara Dixon. Yeah. Did you see her picture, by the way? Yeah. You saw? She's yeah. fucking ugly. Oh. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, but they, I yeah, I could do some things to them. Mm-hmm. No, they're, they're awful. They're awful. And it brings the worst out of you because yeah. there's no way that Innocence. it feels like there's any justice being served, no. even though they're in prison. It just doesn't feel no. right. And that's the way it feels with a lot of uh, right. serial killers and people too. Like, there's no be- justice. Bad people. Bad right. people don't get the just justice that they need that they deserve i feel like the only way i would feel better is if i was able to monitor their conditions that they're living in mm-hmm. the parents mm-hmm. like i want to know that you are miserable the solitary most... confinement like literally like in a hole in by a themselves room dark dark, nothing in it a fucking apple a day yeah right and some sink water yeah and that's it for the rest of your life yeah that would make me happy they yeah. deserve they deserve the worst. The worst. The worst. They are they the do. scum on the bottom of shoe. Yeah. It's rough. Most oh. of the children's identities were protected once the story broke out and they were kept in the care of the county, placing them in foster homes. However, fuck. It turns out if there is a God, he has a sick sense of humor, I'd say. Take that how you want. But these children, instead of ending up in a nice, safe foster home, again, ended up in another nightmare. These new foster parents were also abusing the children, locking them up in rooms, pulling them by their hair, sexually abusing them, and even forcing them to relive their prior lives. Wait, is this a joke? No, it's not. Oh my God. This is all recent too. Oh So they were literally like, they would sit them there and have them confess like everything they had been through, like everything they had done to their other siblings, basically because they're just pieces of shit. Like what, why would you want to trauma victims to relive their past how did these people become foster parents yeah i don't know i don't fucking know so gross that you could be such a piece of shit to children that really didn't need to go through any more trauma this went on for three years there were reports submitted to the social workers in charge of these cases to look into this issue too so what in the hell is going on here i'm sorry i didn't mean to upset you so much (laughs) i am so upset i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i just triggered you real bad i just bad it's bad case it is why and and what bothers me is it why is it that nobody recognized there's all these fucking birth records where are these children Mm -hmm. why are they not going to the doctor why are they why are they why are they not going to the doctor? Why are they not going to the dentist? Why do they not? Why? Who's watching to see if they're in school or not? Right. I feel like, and this was the same thing with the Marcus Wesson case. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck are people allowed to homeschool their children? Mm-hmm. And there's no, mm-hmm. no state oversight yeah. making sure that these yeah. children are actually okay. It's always the same thing. Everyone's overworked. Fuck Everyone here, it's it, there's not enough people. Staffing issues. Oh my god. Blah, I'm blah, so blah. Mad. Case the case, you know, the case managers or whatever, social workers, they they have too much on their plate. Each person has like 30, 40 kids no. to look after. It's no. like but you're telling me in 3 no. years and you kept getting reports of these issues, you did nothing about it. No. It doesn't make any sense. No. Why are people so lazy? I feel like it's... Maybe I'm just talking out of ignorance. I don't know these people. No. But I just feel like, to me, it makes no sense. If this is your career... No. 
what is happening it's like oh i don't get paid enough fuck you why weren't they having home visits like why weren't the social workers going into the home constantly interviewing these children Mm -hmm. what's going on Mm -hmm. how are you transitioning are they treating you well like checking up on if they're learning new daily life skills like are you learning how to do things it's weird like it's a bunch of stuff was very missed very mm, i don't know what to call it how did you miss all of this fishy it's a very fishy like situation that happened with these kids they just got served a a bad hand yeah they really did because the older children they were also couch surfing and they were still living in very poor conditions as well even though they had been around six hundred thousand dollars raised for them by the public so like where did that money go why are they couch surfing all right it doesn't seem like they got to see any of that money and if they did we don't know how much i thought it was enough since they struggled for a while one of the older boy siblings put in a request to get a hundred dollars for a bike out of the fund and he was denied jordan was released without warning from an extended foster care program with no knowledge or assistance on how to take care of herself it just doesn't add up they are not sure if the person who was in charge of monitoring the trust was actually embezzling money instead these are speculations but where did the money fucking go where is the logic here? So much secrecy around these funds, the case becomes hard to understand when it comes down to this information because of sealed court records and a conservative, what is it? Conservatorship in place. Yeah. Everything is kept yeah. super locked up. Yeah. Why? This yeah. is, it's really triggering. You know what doesn't make sense to me either? Why is it that the community had to raise money for them? The county that they lived in, the counties that they lived in, did a disservice to them and that was the other thing they should have paid for their fucking care these people are going to need care for the rest of their life yeah six hundred thousand dollars support you know props to the people that donated money but that's not doing anything absolutely for 13 children for the rest of their life well it was a start you know it's something that it makes you uh gain a little what is that like hope in humanity a little little, what is that yeah but that should have been the county's job right but i'm just trying to say like people saw these kids and they wanted to help and then the county itself turned their back to these children because apparently what was going on too is all these like dentists doctors everybody was calling in to the county like we are gonna we want to see these kids please pro bono we want to see them please bring them to us nothing happened all of these all of these freaking opportunities were tossed in the garbage why why i feel so much hate right now i know i know i'm sorry i really got you i got feel you today so much hate right we were now. supposed to have fun <laughs> no I, you <laughs> know what? turned into this, this turned sour just, real quick you know you know because it, it's though, fucked. this is it's fucking fucked. sad it is it is sad they are just getting blow after blow and yeah. no and who the fuck is advocating for them mm-hmm. right that's the problem here <sighs> okay i wish there was something i could do Mm-hmm. i'll go in there and fucking cause havoc yeah seriously so the bottom line is these kids they need help and they were neglected once again oh. unbelievably uh you know they were at these shitty foster parents houses fucking the, these people's names are marcelino olgan who's 63 his wife rosa 58 and their daughter lenny's 37 that's that was the foster parents mm-hmm. the case is ongoing they pleaded not guilty of course to the charges of them abusing foster children the next hearing is set for june 6 2022 so this is brand new this is still going on it seems the last update i was able to find was jordan and her sister jennifer being interviewed in november november 22nd 2021 by good morning america where they explain that they're doing okay they keep things a bit vague and conservative for obvious reasons but say their siblings are doing a lot better than they were and so are they 
Jennifer says she loves her job and Jordan wants to become a motivational speaker. Jordan Jordan is also a TikTok star now, which is incredible. And they're just, they're adorable girls. So much trauma that humans can go through and still remain so pure, so fragile, yet so strong and so much will to make their lives better. I mean, as tragic as this case is, we only wish all the Turpin children the best. The journey to healing is a long one, but they seem to be handling it like champs, which they're fucking champs. Yeah. But it's tragic. It's a fucking tragic case. I can't, I could not believe it. When I first heard about this case, when it first, uh, the first, what is it? The 2020 doc came out mm-hmm. back in like 2021. I was like, how? I'm sitting there just yelling at Tom. I'm mm-hmm. like, do you not? Oh my God. You don't understand what's going right. on here. Like, this is frustrating. Yeah. How? They dropped the ball so many times. Yeah. It's like the Gabriel case too. Mm-hmm. Oh like, my, you can't get me a start no. on that case. Mm-mm. The same shit. It's the same fucking shit. And and they they dropped the charges on on social services. Too. Of course they did. They, Why wouldn't they? Because yeah. they're uh you can't touch the state. Yeah. That's yeah. the problem. They you can't mm. sue the state. You can't sue DCF. I forgot what the name of it is, but mm-hmm. they're like you can't sue them. Right. And that's a problem. Yeah. They should be able to be sued. Yeah. They really should. I forgot what the name of it is. It's I forgot what it's called. Oh, there's a lot of legalities. Yeah, but you can't... Why can't they be sued? If they're... Mm-hmm. They are assigned to mm-hmm. a case and they are expected to protect. Right. And fix the issues that we already know are there. We may not know what issues are there, but yeah. there are issues if, if you are involved. Yeah, even if you want to keep these cases because there's minors and, and there's so much legality with it, you want to keep everything locked up, and court documents locked up, everything's a secret... At least help the children. Right. At least help them. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. thing. Why can't people do the right thing? Right. And and that person, I'm not going to name the person. You could find it all over articles and stuff, though, who was in, in charge of the fund. She just sounds so heartless. Like, she really does. You um, know what? They're all going to get their karma. I, if there's one any thing sense. I believe in, it's karma. And every single one of them is going to get their karma. Yeah. Because it, it doesn't make any sense. Like, they would go to her for help and stuff and she'd just be like just google it just google it why 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 was she allowed to have the fund mm, if I don't so know. she started the fund yeah but why wasn't there no, like, she didn't start it she was in charge of it so where's the, why was there no lawyer or there was a lawyer but it's just it's so too just fishy it's fishy it's fishy as fuck Dude, this is crazy. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset you so much. No, <laughs> I, I feel so is, bad this now. This is like, this might be the hardest case. That, yeah, this that is a tough case. This, Yeah, this really, this one really bothered it's, me. It's a very intriguing case. Um, It's a very frustrating case because you just literally want to beat the shit out of people's faces. And you just want to help them. Like, and you want to help them, for sure. helping these poor yeah. kids? I saw there was like a, some kind of foundation that you could donate to, but I wasn't 100 percent sure if this was the correct foundation so i didn't want to like link it or yeah but why like, even donate? share it because i'm not sure like if i'm gonna give that out there and it's like oh this is the, it's that's the not bullsh- going to that the same it's not bullshit, going to them yeah right. i don't need that fraudulent shit no so if if anybody can find something on how to help the the turpin children please let us know because i think it's something that's very important to share out in the world because they're not the only case that's like this. I'm sure there's plenty others. Who knows how many more kids are being kept in captivity right now? And it's just the hardest fucking thing to think about. But there needs to be it's more not oversight be the last with homeschooling. One. The the end of story. There yeah. needs to be more more oversight with homeschooling, especially in these rural counties. Right. And everything. Right. Like 
No, because Nobody you cares. know what? The teachers see my kids every freaking day. Mm-hmm. They see my kids every single day. Why is it there are kids in America that are not being seen for years mm-hmm. by anyone? Right. And 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 it's not a problem. No. That's that's a that's the problem, because it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Yeah. It's always the homeschool, and that's not to say that every homeschool, you yeah, know, is no, sometimes it's good, right? Because yeah. I, I told you before, yeah. if I was financially stable enough, mm-hmm. I would a thousand percent homeschool my kids. Yeah. The beginning of 2020 was the worst time for us, mm-hmm. but the best time for me as a mother. Mm-hmm. Because I taught my children so much while their school was closed and mm-hmm. while I couldn't work. Yeah. And I wish that I could homeschool my children. Right. And I wouldn't have a problem with somebody coming to my house and checking up on us once a month. Right, because you got nothing to hide. I have nothing to hide. And that's how it should be. Mm -hmm, Why mm -hmm. is it that, okay, if you agree to homeschool, you agree to follow these stipulations, this is what you need to teach these kids. Right. I know in Connecticut, because I did look into it, there's certain stipulations you have to follow. And there is a lot of communication in the form of documentation. Okay. Nothing about home visits. Nothing Mm. about we're going to meet with you you know, bi-weekly, nothing about, you know, if by this date you don't, your child doesn't have a physical, you're going to have to like return them in person. We're going to need to check them out. Like nothing. Wow. It's just teach them to shit. Call it a day. Off my hands. Right. Like how? That shit is crazy. It's frustrating. And that's how kids get hurt. Yeah. Kids get, you know, the thing is like kids, they're in abusive households. They can hide it very well, whether they're in school, whether they're homeschooled. And when you're kept in such captivity where nobody gets to see you, there's literally nothing you can do. Nothing anyone could do. Anyone can do. I know. Well, this was grim. Yeah, it was. It was kind of grim. I'm sorry again. I kind of want to eat now. I uh, you know. We could take a break. To make myself feel better, I'm yeah. going to need a break. We're going to yeah, need a break. I'm going to need a break. All right, guys. Well, thank you for sticking around with us through this episode. Please keep the Turpin children in your thoughts. And uh, yeah, if somebody can give us some more information, if you can find it anywhere, please let us know. We would really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We will talk to you later. Goodbye. Bye.